Welcome to the Chad and Andy Show. On this special episode, we introduce sales expert and part-time lobbyist, Barry the Bear. All right. Oh, All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We're back again. I got a new guest. And who is that? We got us a new salesman, Barry. He's uh, new. He's uh, got quite a bit of experience, man. He's got quite a bit of uh, brand ambassador experience. He's got a lot of sales experience. Oh. And uh, he's part of uh, a former crew that uh, we've got part of them here, too. Uh, Barry, tell us about yourself. Tell us, tell us, uh, don't give us your full name, your social and all that. But you know. <laughs> well, yeah, people call me Bear Bear, too. Uh, so you can call me Bear or Barry. Um, yeah, I, I started down in the Valley, record store in Minneapolis, three stores. I was the buyer for all of them. And I uh, created the, the need there to expand all the smoke shops, about 60% of the, the uh, wow. retail space in the stores. And I worked with Keith for five, six years there. He was my guy from Glow. Yeah. And then uh, they took me on board. And uh, asked me if I was o- open to uh, a spot in Colorado, and I love Colorado so much. Oh, it's and beautiful said, over there. Well, did you look at that? I'll bring me out. So I went out to Colorado for a couple of years and worked with Glow. Worked with Keith and Grover and Lou. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's got a little bit of time in yeah, with this no crew kidding. that we already have. And did you work with Lou? You worked with Lou, too? Yeah. yeah. How many years did you work with them? Uh, two years. Still quite a bit in our industry. Yep. Because because most people fall off. They well, get into it and they get into the the higher echelon of it, and it just it takes a toll on people. Well, yeah, you know, I've, so I've I've known the guys since 2010, and so I worked with Keith. Like uh, he's my guy at Glow when I was at Down in the Valley for years. And he was I, your salesman. Yeah. Yeah. And at the trade shows, we'd all hang out. You know, we were there for four days. We we're hanging out at least for two of the nights. Right. So we go back. We're homies. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I like I've told you many times, man. He's your he's your cheerleader, but I'm telling you, man, he's uh, he, he might as well have a, a skirt and pom poms on every time you talk <laughs> about Barry. He's on top of it, man, and uh, he I can't um, I can't get him to say anything bad. <laughs> and so I thought, wow, man, you know, because this guy, you know, he's pretty solid stand up dude. He was my guy too when when we was uh, first opening up. He was literally. He had been in the business two weeks longer than I had. Oh, wow. And I, he was literally my salesman at Glow. And uh, I, I totally understand. You know, you get trapped. I'd go to the trade shows, and, you know, I, I'm just surprised that I wasn't hanging out too. So that means Keith was doing double duty. Oh. He partied with you, then he partied with me. Yeah, but he's <laughs> holding my hand. Well, okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I'd have to agree. Yeah, he's uh, he's really something, man. Uh, didn't you do some brand ambassador too? Yeah, for the last uh, so I was after Glow Industries. I worked for this company called uh, Dope, right? And uh, we sold, and I, I was I was everything. I was the, the sales guy, social media, and um, I did all the trade shows. And then I went with uh, Pixis International, mm-hmm. and they're like basically the godfather of tobacco, right? Like brokerage tobacco to Philip Morris and all those uh, other yada yadas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked for a s- small startup uh, sister company of theirs, Corrent CBD and Bantam. And this was all during uh, 2020, so um, they filed Chapter 11, 
and my boss was let go, and so was I. And so I started doing brand ambassador jobs for the last uh, while here. Mm-hmm. So I did stuff for Toyota, and I did the do, t- do tour and Mountain stuff. Dew, Mountain Dew yeah. for some uh, of you skateboarding. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. So did you, you meet any famous people? Um, you know, I met Sean White at uh, oh, the, um, <laughs> out in Colorado. There, I did a do tour for the snowboarding out at Breckenridge. And so yeah, a lot of these events I traveled, and they got paid really well to see all the sites and they put me up in nice places and yeah i mean even the navy i've done stuff for the blue what? angels man you're like mr worldwide yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly so, you know, this pitbull sitting over here man he's doing his thing he's going everywhere and so now Jeez. we're just lucky to have him you know absolutely uh you know he, he used to live in uh, hawaii too oh how was there. it there oh i loved it there did it live I up still, to the hype Oh yeah, and like, I usually go about every. But other he, you year know, he's a little younger then, though. He was yeah. a little younger. At, you know, it was a whole different world for him then mm, too. You okay, know. Okay. Oh yeah, chasing those mermaids like I call them. <laughs> you know, all the tourists coming in town. I had uh, one of my best buds out there. He uh, was a beach boy, mm. where he rented out surfboards every day. So, oh damn! So I'd bring them a little flask and get a free surfboard for the day, and then meet a wahina. Uh, uh, a tourist in town and uh, bring that girl out on a boat tour, a oh, booze cruise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I mean, I was killing it. Going on. I was yeah, killing it. No right, kidding. so he was, he was uh, doing his thing. He's a little younger, though, then, too, but he's still real pretty. That's part of the problem. <laughs> you know, he's that hairstyle he's got, yeah, he's got man. Clean cut yeah, he's on. real clean, you Absolutely. know. <laughs> he's healthy, eats healthy. You know, he's been with Brandon the last couple of days, you know, up here learning mm. uh, the computers and things. And, you know, Brandon's trying to eat healthy, but, uh-huh. you know. He's, he's uh, slacking a little bit. Yeah, he's slacking, he's slacking a little bit. And now he's taking him to some of the haunts of the food, you know, here mm. locally. And uh, I've been cheating. Yeah, he's been cheating. <laughs> well, it's easy. He's got a cheat meal coach is what he's got, you know. He's got the cheat he's meal coach. He's supposed to be health coach. Right. man, doing it wrong. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so uh, – Hawaii, was it legal? Was weed legal there? No, then? no, this was, oh, yeah, this bummer. was a while ago. No, it's been yeah, but there was still plenty of it. Oh yeah, there's still plenty right of it. Waikiki Beach, let me tell you, the epitome of day and night. During the day, you're like not a worry in the world, <laughs> and then at night, it's watch your back. Oh shit, it's, it's dangerous, and you know, really, yeah. yeah. Oh man, prostitutes come out. Oh god, <laughs> you know, you can go to the beach and buy. Buy your little baggies. They only sold like $25, $20 bags. Which is for the tourists, man. Yeah. They were just going to be there a couple of days. They oh, couldn't yeah, leave with easy. a pound. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got to be out there for a little while to see everything. Yeah, I mean, if Kauai is my favorite island. I usually go there, like I said, about every other year and island jump to uh, check everything out. Kauai is the paradise island. Right. And that's where like all the movies are filmed. You want to see true Hawaii with all the waterfalls, and turtles, snorkeling. I mean, it's the most jungle, luscious island there is out there. As far as the Hawaii order, which one is that? As far as all the little islands, man. You now you you stumping me on that. I mean, you know, I haven't <laughs> been up in my Hawaii game here. I could point it out, but I can't. I don't know the order of it. No, no worries. No worries. Right. I mean, but you know, he's a worldwide traveler. I mean, mm. this guy's moving around. He, yeah, he lived there everywhere. for a while. You know, how many years you live there? Over three years. Three years. Oh, wow. You know, they tell you how expensive it is, right? But he I says heard. it's kind of all relative. Really? Well, yeah. I, I bartended 
So I made really good money. Oh, damn. Tourists throwing money around, Everywhere, you know. Left and right. But, and then they're lonely, too. And so he's <laughs> got to take care of them, you know. Two birds and, and one stone. Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a guide, too. I'm a tour. Yeah, <laughs> see, he's taking them around, yeah, you know. Around. Maybe yeah, not I can a, show you that. Yeah, not only, you know, does he, you know, keep their uh, spirits up, if you will, Ooh. but, he, you know, he always uh, also shows them the sights. And <laughs> maybe they throw him a little money, and you know, here and there, you know, see what's up, you know, gigolo mm. action, you know. <laughs> Reach around. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> Besides, who's going to give you a reach around? This is this guy, <laughs> the man. Are flooding back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> man. There's where the bleep comes in, by the way. You know, there's the bleep, you know, but no. Uh, so, as far as the industry goes, man, you, you feel like you got a handle on it still? Yeah, man. I mean, when I was, uh, you know, I've, I've put my hands on just about everything. You know, when I was at Down the apparently, Valley. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> he just told us about it, right? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you know, at this down the valley stores, uh, the owner was like, if it's in high times, I want it in the store. Right. And so, you know, I dealt with 300 plus vendors on a two month basis that I w would buy from. So, I mean, we had a variety and, you know, I know a lot of things change here and there, you know, you mm -hmm. know, but like a lot of the basics are the basics, you know, and you can't get rid of them. So more importantly... He understands the store level and what the people in the stores are looking for and how to deal with them. The fundamentals. Right. Yeah. Well, because, you know, he was once a buyer. Mm -hmm. So when he's talking to them, he understands their yeah. wants and needs, and he's able to to capitalize upon that. I can relate to that. That's great when you was smart. When you were doing Brand Ambassador, man, what did, what did you take away from it that, that would go along with the salesman aspect of it? To be patient and to listen. Right. And I, yeah, I believe that's that's the key always. That, no. I, you know, whether it's relationship or not, you know, <laughs> I'm not the most patient individual in the world. You won't, you don't know that yet, but it's true. <laughs> and but I, I understand the listening aspect of it, and I understand you know because I want everything right now. You know, I'm I'm like most men. You know, want it today, right now. You know, have that pizza ready when I get there. <laughs> you know, have it sitting on the table ready to go. Mm. You know, and uh, but it, that is, I think that's the key to sales is to always be able to listen and, and, and ascertain exactly what they're looking for. And then maybe sometimes they don't know what they're looking for, but the fact that you was once a, a buyer for a company and, you know, you've held all those positions, you're able to help them figure out exactly what they do need. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, realized to, to mold and to, you know, mirror right. whoever you're dealing with, you know, in, in communication, far as uh you know adapting and mirroring um how they're coming off and what they need and how they work best okay all right what do you uh when when a buyer is calling you i mean how's that normally go i mean how do you figure out exactly if, if they was to pitch you something to throw the curve you know what do you do how do you pivot to help them help you help them uh yeah i guess just have them express their needs and how you can fulfill their needs um, when a buyer is calling i think i think I, I worded that wrong what if he don't know what he's looking for oh what if, what if you know here's here's a shop owner he's got one store he's the one-man gang maybe he's got somebody working with him mm -hmm. how do you help him okay or well, her yeah seeing what they're familiar with and asking if people are asking for th certain things and letting them know these are the 20 top best-selling items that are in the market right now, do you have them all? 
figure out what their demographic is, where they are. Are they rec? Are they, you know, medical, nothing? Uh, so just kind of feel, feel out their customer base. Right. The demographic around them. Should a bar, I mean, should should that shop owner be asking those questions? If they're, con- yeah, if they're not af- afraid to. Right. Well, I mean, you know, that. yeah, I think that's the point. I think uh, a lot of people pick the phone up. and Because I remember when I was talking to Keith, I was dead set against, uh, at first, you know, believe it or not, we was an incense store. Believe it or not, we was in, it was in a flea market. And uh, Keith had to talk us into taking glass. Had to talk us into it. And it, at what point should a buyer or, or a, a shop owner, at what point should they know I can trust you? Oh, man, yeah, that's uh, just that relationship building that, you know, just just comes fruitful, you know, with uh, building that trust. Right. And, you know, hearing the numbers. I think, you know, they've got to know that you understand and that that you'll be honest with them about it. And, you know, in my opinion, because, you know, that's a big thing for me. You you just got to tell them the truth. Yep. You know, you've got to tell them the facts. Hey, man, that's not going to work. Hey, man, that's not selling. Mm -hmm. You know, these these are what I'm selling. This is what I'm seeing in your area. And, you know, I, I'm just wondering if they, uh, how do you build that trust with them? The yeah. understanding aspect of it. I mean, do they, how do they know that they can trust you? You know, they, they ring the phone up, you know, they somehow or another get Barry and, and Barry's on the phone and, and, you know, how do they build that with you? It just, you know, uh, through make, conversation it relative and letting them know that uh, my passions Right. And that I've been in their same shoes on the other side of the counter with, you know, right. sitting so, in there talking to those that uh, that retail customer. So salesmen should express that, though. You should, you know, be able to have some empathy and, and show that empathy. You you agree that, you know, you should be able to tell them your experiences and why they can trust you because of those experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. And like work ethic and just being a, a genuine person. How many states in the union you think you've lived in? Um, three. Three. So you would say you've got a good grasp on those three states and what should be selling in those areas. Yep. And and then how, you know, the, the, what goes on in those areas and you, you know, you lived in them several years. And so, you know, you know how to exactly for them, what should be selling in that area. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like, the Colorado market's going to be just so much more cutthroat, cheaper than uh, it is in Minnesota. Right. You know. Because that's where you're at now. Yeah. Yeah. Minneapolis, where it's medical. And actually, when I was with uh, Down in the Valley, I worked with um, a lobbyist uh, to, I helped him get Minnesota medical. So I had my hand into into that. I taught him, I taught him how to use all the vaporizers. He was a customer of mine and a lobbyist. And uh, I gave him a Pax, a Volcano, and a bunch of, like, you know, Ooh. I loaned him. I loaned him. I loaned him. Oh, loaned him. Yeah. There's the word. Yeah. Keyword. Loaned. <laughs> and so he was able to give examples in front of the committee uh, on these medical, alternative medical devices. Right. Mm. And so it was real helpful on getting Minnesota passed on uh, marijuana. Um, are you still involved in stuff like that? I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I've reached out to him recently, um, and I'd like to get back into it more um, right. because 
Well, here we go. Now, this is a different aspect right here. So So when people are looking for somebody that understands it, they could reach out to you. They they just passed flour for medical use where just this year, a few months ago, where before it was just tinctures, um, cartridges, edibles, capsules. And so they just passed flour just a few months ago. And the bill for recreational had gotten... The furthest it has ever gotten, but it did not pass. So oh, I'd like to get um, involved with my uh, my buddy. That's still he was he was confident. He said a seventy five percent chance it's going to get wrecked this year, but it didn't. So yeah, I'd like to get involved with it and and help our people. As far as medical goes, what would you recommend for people, and what form of cannabis would be the easiest: the concentrates, the edibles, or the actual flower? You know, it's all on preference and budget too. Um, you know, the you know some people just can't handle the 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 cartridges, the distillate cartridges. Pretty potent. Just, just too strong for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and some people just like the flower, and it's just like you know that's what they're used to, and it's a good level for them. And a lot of people just like the act of breaking the it up and stuff, and exactly so. Yeah, there's, something to, be, there's something to be said about the ritual of busting that, that bud up. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said about that and how that all goes into either paper or pipe, you know. It's almost a meditation. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so, too. I, I totally believe that. Very relaxing. And, and I think that's why people are so weird about grinders. You know, they, they want them to be multi-level. They want to be able to see that keef at the bottom, mm-hmm. you know. They they want to be able, the whole scraping of it and all that. And, and there's something to that ritual you know, in my opinion, but I mean, I've, I've heard so many people say the same thing over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Are we all wrong? There's no way. No, I think there's, there's a whole lot to be said about that. And so I think that, uh, part of the, part of the whole fun mm-hmm. is the preparation. Oh, absolutely. And then the execution, of course, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just me talking. Yeah. Really diving in there and seeing the different products, especially, you know, when you, you start collecting and having your uh, different yes. levels. Like, you know, I've got my different hybrids and sativas and indicas. All have different benefits that can yeah. help aid you in day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. What, do you think, what do you think is the biggest, the biggest helpful thing of, of each level? Um, you know, I guess I'm not quite sure what you're asking. Well, I mean, so we, you're talking about, you know, your hybrids, your sativa, your indica. You know, what, where do you, I mean, where do you come in with that and you think this does this, this does that, this does this? Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, you know, the hybrids, from my uh, understanding and, and experience, is the mo- more common. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people get too mm-hmm. m- much anxiety from uh, the indica. Mm-hmm. Uh, the indica, uh, like I always remember in bed, indica. Mm-hmm. So indica, you know, helps you sleep more. Mm. So some people that think you know, indica couch, you know, <laughs> yeah, that gorilla glue. That's the Ooh, that's yeah. the couch lock right there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's another another Sunday sleeper. And um, and the sativa, you know, to like I see say like GSD get shit done. Right. Mm. You know? More speed. Yeah, you know. More getting going. Keep your imagination shot. going. Yeah. Get creative. Right. Which is your preferred? I like the hybrid, right. hybrid and sativa. For me, yeah, the, um, the if it's a strong, strong Gorilla Glue, um, you're done. Yeah, I'm done, and, and that can give me anxiety too. If it's like, 
if I have some of that uh, distillate, like 90% higher distillate. Ooh. You know, I know another guy talks that word anxiety a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, now that you've said that, that really makes me think maybe it's what he's using. It could be, honestly. Because, you know, he's talking about that, you know, his anxiety and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, he just said that too, mm-hmm. not even knowing that man. And it all had to do with a certain type. And so now, well, give me a new theory right there. People really need to start like reading. Into I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna develop that a little further and maybe do a little fact finding. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've, I've had different strains where I'm like, oh, nope, I'm not going out in public. I don't want to do this. Oh damn. And, yeah. <laughs> and like for, for dabs, it ain't me, babe. No, no. And it, Whew, like dabs, that's a whole different no. level right there. Too stout. That's yeah. I remember being in Las Vegas and we were at uh, Lexus Park for uh, AGE Glass Show. Mm-hmm. And I sat down with uh, Charlie from Medicali, which I almost, uh, he almost, um, I flew out to California to, and uh, almost uh, went out there to be a sales guy for him. Right. Charlie from Medicali, great guy. Um, and I, I went in his booth and took two dabs and walked outside and got hit by that July oh, heat. summer in Las Vegas mm-hmm. and was like, crashed down on like, all at once. You know, I, I when I go to champs, I always see these guys out there during the heat, especially during that during that summer show. And the moment they get outside, they they just land against the building. And I always <laughs> and I always thought to myself, "What the fuck are you doing, man? That's the last place you want to do is sit there on that concrete mm-hmm. like that, right?" And these guys out there baking, oh, literally, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and I mean, like it, it is. It really is that fucking hot. You know, it really is. Vegas really does get hot oh, during yeah, the summer. It does. But like you can go into the shade and it's ten degrees cooler. But it's that direct sun that that's direct out sun there. That direct sun kills you, man. But I mean, you know, you'll see these guys out there just so fried, Looking like that they're literally laying out there in the heat, Ugh. and just can't get up. Just can't. Done. That's, that's insane. <laughs> and I mean, and it's inevitable at those shows. You're going to see all that, you know. But uh, you know, this last show, we didn't see a whole lot of that. Really? No. Yeah, we didn't see. I didn't see a whole lot of that. But I think it was because it was in the front part of the building. Because, you know, oh. normally it's in the back part, yep. and they go up those stairs, you know, to go to the very top part. And then in the back, at the end of the day, the sun is on this side, and so there's all that shade in the back. Mm. And you just didn't – but this, you know, this time, I didn't see all that. Yeah, usually there's, like, a dab bus, too. Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. Where you can go out and smoke. And, right, and, and that wasn't bus. there this time. No. Oh, yeah, there was some very odd things going on this last show. But, you know, with that whole vid, you know – Probably why they couldn't be having a dab bus, people crawling into a bus that don't know each other. Right. That right. Makes sense. Taking dabs off. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of an strangers. odd time anyway. <laughs> you know, they had all that other go on there too, you know, with the with the state and federal authorities, you know, and over at Delta 8 and all this. And, uh, of course, that's a real no-no, you know, in some parts apparently in, in our state here. Unfortunately. We can, yeah, we're not supposed to sell it here. But although they're claiming that it's a, a legal gray area, but I know personally how the gray area works. You know, they'll they'll walk in there and, and just they'll take everything yeah. you want. Mm-hmm. Everything they want, they'll just take it. Mm-hmm. And then you're just hit. And so I think that's a, a real challenge for the industry as well. Yeah, I know that um, all the medical and rec states are are banning it. Well, because it's getting because, it's yeah. getting in the way of the money. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, you know? it's in the way of the money. That's the problem. They're not getting their taxes. Mm. Uh, right. Know, they're, they're handing it. 
I mean, aren't you finding that a lot of these states, you know, how many states in the union are, are, are medical uh, or rec? You know, I don't know that one. I think it's like 27, 28 states. You know, you ought to be past reformation right now. Mm. But, but for some reason, nobody's calling for reformation. I don't understand that at all. But, you know, in our state, we have legal and dry counties. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to do that with the states as well. Because some of these states want to remain dry, but in our state, if it went legal, they they could have dry counties as well, because the ABC would oversee it. Mm-hmm. And so, if they did, well, I mean, you know, if the feds took it over, then the DEA would oversee it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I still believe that because the ATF still recognizes dry counties, and so I think they would do that as well in you know marijuana states, which would be all fifty. You could have dry states. What's going to happen to the hemp when that happens? What's going to happen to CBD when and if that happens? Wow. So, I mean, that's what we got to ask ourselves, you know, is where's the hemp industry going to go? Out the window. Out the fucking window. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they've already got fields mm-hmm. that are already, you know, sold outright for the CBD, which is hemp. Yeah. Well, that's just the poor cousin of the fucking marijuana <laughs> plant, <is>. you know? <laughs> so, I mean, and all these guys out there growing – there's no, there's absolutely no difference in how they grow. Oh, not at all. And, you know, and a lot of these growers are former weed growers, you know, and so they already know what they're looking for. Yeah, this is their they meditation. Can, yeah, they can get out there, and this is their practice mm-hmm. for the real deal, or everybody I know involved in it, it is. And they're footing the door on it. Yeah, yeah, and they're just waiting for the door to kick it's open. only a matter of time. Because I remember one group I asked about, I said, hey, you know, when this happens, what's going to happen? He says, I'm going to run out in that field, and I'm pulling up every fucking plant, <laughs> and I'm throwing it in the garbage. And he says, and I'm going to try to replace that with the real deal, Oh yeah. depending on when that happens. He said, I'm hoping it starts at the four before it all gets going. He said, where I can literally go out there and, and grow seedlings in the greenhouse oh. ready to plant that year. Damn. And he says, if I can get that up and running. That's his pregame. Yeah, he's already ready to go. They're already re- that whole crew is ready to go. I feel like a lot of people are here in Kentucky. We just have some great soil for it. Oh yeah, man. Uh, especially uh, Marion County and and then Central mm. Kentucky, and then you start going to the the northeastern part of of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Crazy soil. Oh, I believe Crazy. it. That's where everything starts to open up. And anything in the Ohio Valley, man, that's mm. all fire. Just fire. Oh, man, Anything around wait. the Green River area, mm-hmm. you know, all that soil's built in correct. And so that's that's the areas. Dang. And it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of weed oh, legally legally growing. Everywhere. It needs to be. Yeah, well, it needs to be. Yeah, we'd be we'd be much better off. <laughs> You'd be, be much be better. Happier. Oh yeah, man. You would I, I think you would see a whole lot less of this bullshit going on. Oh, yeah, because there's so many people here that just have a chip on their shoulder. Right. And just want them to smoke right. a fucking joint and chill out. <laughs> well, I think if they would, I think this whole world would be a lot better off. Oh, yeah. You know, I think you would. But, again, I think that's another governmental issue where they don't mm-hmm. want us not to be at each other's throat, and they want us to keep seeing left wing and right wing. Mm-hmm. They want us to keep believing that. But Did just she- remember, left wing, right wing, same fucking bird. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's deep. That's like a fact. That. That's like, a fact. Like that. Well, that's, that's a fact, man. It is. And I mean, oh, you shit. know, it's the same bird controlling the two wings. Mm. 
That's ridiculous. Dance my puppets. Dance. Uh, well, that's exactly what's going on in our world, man. And I think we're just yeah. too busy trying to make it a race issue or a Republican Democrat issue. Put all these distractions when in I don't, front of you know, us. Yeah. And, you know, it's, hey, watch this when we're doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, and yet you've got career politicians up in there doing their thing. And, and we're, we're focused on race rights that I don't have any problem with. Not at all. I don't have, you know, there's, we have a pretty good demographic here, oh, you know, yeah, nice and, and diverse. And what we're doing here. And now you're supposed to have a problem. Yeah. It doesn't make any damn sense. Not to me. It don't, Mm-mm. but I mean, that's, that's part of the, you know, shuck and job bait and switch, mm-hmm. you know, here, we're going to pay you to set it home, but then bitch about not having any toilet paper, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it, it and ain't your just cake one, needed too. Right. Well, that's the that's how they do, man. That you know, oh God, I can get into this all day, man. Mm-hmm. I can get into all this, you know. But anyway, well, Barry, we're we're happy to have you here, man. I'm I, excited. I am proud to have you here. Uh uh Keith has uh, cheered you right into the position, <laughs> you know, and he uh wow, man, I really never had him cheer. Everybody he's ever cheered in has always been right. So, you know, a lot of pressure on you from that alone, right? Oh, he can but, handle it. Yeah, I think he can too. You know, he's got that stare. You know, mm-hmm. he can, he, he really understands. And uh, we didn't have to give him any product knowledge at all. Oh, man. Uh, he knew it all. There was no problem. All he had to do was worry about the computer. Oh, shit. And then he caught on to that real quick, mainly because he's intelligent. Oh, man. It's so, Yeah, get my price points on and, you know, what's going on. Right. Those item codes memorized. Right. It won't take you very long, you know. Uh, but, again, Keith has really raw, raw, raw all about you. <laughs> My man. I'm a- well, I'm telling you, man, that's your that's your guy right there, man. He totally be- – he's a believer, you know. And so he's kind of made me a believer in all honesty because uh, Keith never goes out there on his own. So I'm just telling you, if he said it was true, it's true. Wow, I appreciate that. All right. My boy. Well, all right, man, we're going to cut it off right there, man. Oh, see, look, man, it's already 30 minutes. Look at that. What about that now? (laughs) It it takes no time, you know, to get to know somebody. But, hey, man, I appreciate you coming in. Beautiful. And we're glad to have you here. Thanks, man. All right. See y'all later. Adios. See y'all. Thank you, everyone, for stopping by the Chad and Andy Show. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes.